Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Orders now is brought to you by World of Spas. Aiken after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Before we went to break, we did Orders Now trivia presented by our friends at Pro-Am Sports. Fan cave and fan gear specialists for all budgets. All correct answers enter to win a signed Dylan Holloway jersey. Check out proamsports.ca or visit them in the store, 12728 Albert Trail in Edmonton. Here's the question. The question was, name the respective head coaches of the University of Alberta and the UBC Thunderbirds, both of whom at one time uh, played for the Edmonton Oilers. And the correct answers, Ian Herbers, who's our guest today at 635 and 6'10", Sven. Sven Bootenshawn, that was his nickname in junior. Uh, he uh, had a brief cup of coffee with the Oilers, played over 100 games in the NHL. He's the head coach at UBC. He's done a very good job. Tim, congratulations. Uh, you're in the draw to win the Dylan Holloway jersey. All right. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. We will tell you that guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today. And it is time. It is time. You ready for this? Report card time for the Edmonton Oilers. The midterm reports uh, from Inside Sports, the face-off show and overtime open line. Reed Wilkins. Hello, Reed. Hello, Bob. And uh, from Oilers Now, big part of the show, Brendan Escott. Brendan, you ready to go? I'm ready to rock and roll. All right. So this is going to be... Now, how do we not have a recency bias when the teams won 16 straight games? That's what I want to know. Well, well I won't. The 16 I, I'm including all... That's part what are of what we up they've to? done. 40, how many games have they played? 46, 45. 45 games. Okay. Now, and I, do we talk quickly? I, I do the grading based on expectation. Okay. Their performance against expectation. Because if you just went by points or ice time or key stats, okay. you know, depth players would rarely get high grades. So I grade Vinny DeHarnay based on what I expected from Vinny DeHarnay. Not... You Vinny, are your Vinny own against Devin Bouchard. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. Okay. 
What about you, Brendan? Yeah, yeah, I'd say we're going to grade it on a scale. Uh, absolutely. I don't expect Vinny DeHarnay to score points. If he's out there blocking shots, he gets a B, you know, that kind of thing. A, B, C, D. I'd be st- no, I don't think you can have any Fs when a team's I have not given an F. All right, there we go. Uh, we, I have in the past, as you know. We are going to start with the two goaltenders. Uh, with We're going to do three goalies. Sure. Jack Campbell, Stuart Skinner. And Calvin Pickard. We'll start with Stuart Skinner, the reigning NHL second star of the month in January. Reed, drop the puck. I'm giving him an A. Okay. And I realize his stats early were not good, but I think that was also a product of the team defending. So based on his body of work, 23-9-1 with a 9-10, to me that's an A. I'm going to give him a B for the exact same reason, because I think the team is playing so well in front of him right now that a lot of the high-danger chances, the things that he wasn't able to stop earlier in the season, uh, I think those looks have, have dissipated a bit. So I won't go so far as to give him an A. I'll give him a B. B for me. Uh, I'm giving Calvin Pickard a B as well. Uh Look, he was supposed to be in the minors. He's rung off some wins of late. Hasn't been perfect, but it's been pretty good. Reed? I give him an A. He's the third string goalie. He's five and two with a shutout. To me, that's an A based on expectations. Okay. I also give him an A. He's got a 915 save percentage right now, and he's been automatic when required this this stint. Okay, uh, you're dropping the puck on Jack Campbell. Oh man. You gotta give Jack a D. And and the reason for that to me is the the promise that was shown in the preseason and the conversation coming into this year was how much playing time has he earned? Is he going to be the 60 in the 60-40 split? And that cratered early. I, I didn't realize we'd be grading him, so just now I gave him a D. Again, based on expectations, he did have a couple of good games. Beat Nashville, and quite frankly, he didn't play bad in Minnesota and still gave up six. That's how bad they defended. Yeah. But then again, based on my expectations were that he'd play well enough in the AHL to be back in the NHL by now. So I'll have to give him a D. All right, I'm giving him a D as well. Matthias Eckholm, as we move to the defense. Reid? Uh, a, a very strong B, again, just because he was quiet early, which I know was injury-based, uh, but but I'll give him a B. Okay, Brendan? Oh, man, I don't want to agree with everything that we're all saying here. I'm going to give him an A because of how different the team has played with him solidifying the back end. His presence reverberates through that room, in my opinion, and certainly for what we've seen result-wise on the ice. Big part of uh, the uh, penalty kill turnaround. He's shooting the puck at 4.3%. I'd see a couple more goals in the in the uh, second half of the season, too. He's got 19 points. He's played 65 games as an Oiler. He's got eight goals, 31 points, and he's plus 44 in 65 games. Absolutely, as he got healthy, uh, the Oilers took another step forward. He's an A for me. Evan Bouchard, and I will go first on this. Uh, I'll give him a B only because he had some tough moments early, but Right now, he's on pace for 70 points. Uh, Brendan? Bouchard's been spectacular. He gets an A from me. He is finally achieving, I think, offensively what we all knew he could. And being able to do that while not hurting the team as much defensively as we saw earlier this season and, uh, you know, earlier in his career, I think he gets an A. Reed? Well, again, I can't ignore the first 12 games of the season. On many nights, he was dreadful. 
but he has been great since. But for the whole season, I'll give him a B. Darnell Nurse uh, has uh, six goals, 17 points. He is plus 10 in 45 minutes. We should mention that uh, this is the first time in the last four seasons that Nurse hasn't played the most amongst Oilers players. Bouchard's actually has more time on ice. I give uh, Darnell a B. Reed. Same for me, a B, again, just because I can't ignore the first 12 games of the year when he had some tough nights. He is fulfilling everything people have wanted him to do in terms of being hard to play against. He has gotten so good at taking away the middle of the ice. I think he is uh, creeping us. I sound a little too optimistic, but I'll give him an A. Why not? Okay, what do you got Cody Ceci, his defense partner? Well, I have him as an A. You have Cody Ceci as an A? Based on what I expect from him, he is absolutely doing it. Don't care that he hasn't scored 13 assists, plus 10, quietly effective every single night. He's playing 20 minutes a night, and he's pretty hard to notice sometimes. So for that reason, I'll, I'll give him a B. He doesn't hurt the team. He doesn't really help them do anything, but he's not a net negative. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at CC. By the way, there's over 100 defensemen in the league that make more than he does on an AAV. Just people need to remember that. He is actually paid what you would expect a number four defenseman to be paid in the National Hockey League. Uh, a B for me as well. All right. Uh, this might this might spawn an interesting little bit of debate here. Brett Kulak, Reed. Uh, I give him a B. Uh, I, again, I think he gives you what he has. Has he done anything overly spectacular? I would say no, but I give him a solid B. Yeah, this is tough for me. I, I'm tending to want to say C me too. here. I really do, because I think that for what he gets paid, he, he could impact the game more. He only plays 14-37 a yeah, night. Which but. is why he might be a piece that gets moved out, just because he doesn't PK. He's obviously not on the power play. And I'm with you as well. I'm going to go with C. Uh, Vincent DeHarnay, for me, has been actually the defenseman that's approved the most under Paul Coffey. His puck skills, uh, you know, there was a decision made last year not to trade for Radcliffe. Gudis. It was influenced by the coaching staff and Darnay really struggled in the playoffs. Uh, wasn't great out of the gate, but man, oh man, he's taken big strides and the Oilers' penalty killing is unbelievable and he's in with Ekholm in their top pairing on the PK. I'm going to give, uh, I almost was going to give Darnay an A, but I'm going to give him a B. What about you, Reed? I will give him an A based on You're an what, easy what, what you'd have told me for a good season for Vinny. He kills penalties, he eats pucks, he's got a great attitude. And he just gives you everything he has. He's a plus player. He's intimidating as all hell out on the ice. And like you say, he eats pucks on that penalty kill. Uh, I'll go with a B. Okay. Philip Broberg, who's played very well in the minors. He's plus 12 this year. I don't think it's almost an incomplete for him. It's like he couldn't get any ice time. Like for me, he's a C only because we didn't really get a chance to see him. Yeah, I didn't even give him a grade. So, yeah. And I, I would sell him and give him a D because he didn't do anything to earn more as time when he was up here. Now, he wasn't necessarily empowered to either. Okay, we're, we're going to spend the next four minutes to try to bang off about 14 forwards. Uh, okay. Connor McDavid, Reed. A. Okay, Brendan. A. All right, A. That's easy. Leon Dreisettle, Reed. B. That's an easy A for me. I'm going to go A, too, because I know he's playing through an injury for the Ooh. first half of the year. Easiest A you'll give all day in the forward. Zach Hyman's got 30 goals. Any, yeah. d- anybody disagree with that? A, yeah. He touches every part of the game. Evander Kane. C, because Same there's here. been such a variance Me from too. his high end to his lower end. Yeah. I don't want to be so agreeable, but yeah, recency bias knocks me down to a C here. He was great in the beginning of the season, though. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I got him on a B. Reed? Same here. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, B is fine. Next two guys we're going to do together. Ryan McLeod and Warren Fogle. Uh, I'm going to go... You know what? I'm going to go B for McLeod and... Uh, I think I'm, I'll am i just do a B from Fogel because he had a stretch where he didn't score. But I think they've both been pretty good. And McLeod's issue was he was injured at the start. Uh, we'll start with you, Brendan. These guys have finally met expectations to me. And to me, that gives them each an A. I love how they've contributed. Okay. McLeod B, again, hurt by early performance. Fogel A. I know he didn't have a goal for a while, but I still think his effort and presence around the net has been consistent. Sam Gagne as a call-up for me, I'm going to give him an A. I mean, when the guy's producing a half a point a game on the fourth <laughs> line, has got five goals. Based on he came in here on a PTO, I, I don't know how you can... I give him, I give him a B. You I mean, he, B? he came out when Perry got signed, so there's, there's still some nights where he's quieter, but Fine, he gets but some big goals. If he was a right-shot centerman, he probably wouldn't have come out of the lineup, and uh, I think that he has been fantastic this year. So he's, do I. I mean, he's now a right wing guy. at this stage. He's, he's, he's been terrific. All right. Uh, Matthias Janmark, C for me. Reed. Yeah, probably a C. I mean, Good penalty I, killer. Borderline B. Yeah. I mean, again, he does give you what he has, but you'd like a little more finish, maybe. He showed a lot more offensively last year, and for that reason, he's slid to a D. He's got six points in 35 games. Derek Ryan. I give, I give him a B. Some people are going to say it's the U of A, Derek I Ryan. I gave him an A. You gave Derek well, Ryan. He gives you exactly the same thing every night. Yeah. And he's always effective. It is unbelievable watching him go about his business. He gets hard hit sometimes, and he just keeps So ticking. I'm too hard on him only giving him a B? I, I think, I, I wish he could just maybe be a little better in the face-off dots. So he's stay 57% with in the face-offs, and the majority of his draws are shorthanded. That's not bad. I know, but does, does he it? get all the hardest matchups, or does Leon? Well, no, Leon takes a fair amount. All right, so Connor Brown. Oh, boy. Start with you, Brendan. Yeah, that's that's a D, and it's not for a lack of effort, but it yeah. is for a lack of uh, of output. Okay. Yeah, same here. D. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when there was a stretch when he wasn't even getting scoring chances. So now he's getting, you know, I mean, he'd be the first to tell you it's a C or D for him all day. Now he is a part of a, he's a good penalty killing. Their three tandems have really made a difference. Holloway, incomplete. Yeah, I didn't give him a grade. Okay. I've really liked him the last couple games, though. Me too. There's something there, right? Okay. I guess I would give him a C if I had to give something. And I, I don't think we missed any of the other forwards. Uh, Corey Perry's played two games. It's yeah. way too early. I mean, Hamlin played 31. He And I'd say B for him. B. I, I mean, again, he, he gives you what he, he, gives you what he has, right. too, right? So. And where would they be if they didn't have him up playing these 35 games he wasn't supposed to? There you go. But that's the difference. Now the last 36 games, it's been, well, that player's pretty much performed to expectations or yeah. even exceeded. I mean, even some of the depth guys. Well, for, for, you, ha- for Hamlin to stay in the NHL as long as he did this season, that's pretty good for him. The Edmonton Oilers have the seventh best point percentage in the league, which is where we all thought they would be at this time of year. How they got there is what we expected. That's always and, the fun part, right? And that's what we're going to discuss when we come back. <laughs> Coaching and management when we return on our midterm report cards. With close to 35 years in business, Brent Ridge Ford has many long-term loyal customers. If you currently own an F-150, you can get up to $16,000 off a new F-150 if you want to be treated fairly at every aspect of vehicle ownership and get award-winning service. Call our friends at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. Ask for Rich, Johnny, and Uncle Milton Sales or Kevin, Margie, and Mike in service. Remember, cars cost less in Wintaskman. Cactus Jack is Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. That last segment was like a debate at the Kremlin. Less da, more niet. There you go. Okay, fine. I give Connor McDavid a D. 
There Is he go. happy now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> coaching and management. So now I'm going to read you some numbers. I put a set of numbers out today that we read on Monday. I put them out on Twitter. So when the Oilers made the coaching change, the team had a record of 3-9-1. and one. That was 31st in the league. Their goal differential was minus 16. That was 31st in the league. They were 26th in the league in goals for 2.69. They were 30th in the league at goals against 3.92. Their power play was 9th in the league at 23.9. Their penalty kill was 30. 30th at 70%. Their points percentage was 31st at uh, 2.269. So they were 30th or worse in five of the seven categories that I listed. As we head into the All-Star break under Chris Knobloch with Paul Coffey and the rest of the staff, under Knobloch, the orders are 26-6. and six. That's the best record in the league. They have a plus-50 goal differential. That's the best record in the league. They have 3.84 goals per game. That's third in the league since the coaching change has been made. They're at 2.28 goals against. That's second in the league since the coaching change. They're at 28.4% on the power play. That's fourth in the league since the coaching change. Their penalty kill is at 89.3 under Knobloch, uh, Mark Stewart, Paul Coffey, and their points percentage, that's first in the league, and their points percentage is at 813. Does it make it difficult to uh, grade the coaches, or does it just... No, that makes it incredibly easy, actually, all and, those numbers. Okay. That makes it remarkably easy. <laughs> when, when, you, when you're first in four <laughs> categories, second in one, third in another, and fourth in another in the seven yeah, key categories since the coaching change has yeah, been made? It tends to make it quite easy. All right, so what's the a. grade? A? Okay. A, like a hugest day ever for Knobloch and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we haven't seen this kind of immediate success in the NHL since, so I guess Jay Woodcroft. But he this, went 26, 9, and 3. Chris is 26 and 6. So we're looking at potentially one of the next. Like Everyone's looking for the he next. He might guy. have the best record through 32 games coached in NHL history. He doesn't seem to be enamored with the fact that he has the two best players in the world on his team. He seems like he and the rest of this group, they're all, they're all going to the, the one place they want to go. Right, and that's to to raise the Stanley Cup. So it's an A from him. It's an A from whoever hired him. Uh, I, I actually had a couple of people the first couple of days. Oh, he's not the smoothest guy with the media. And I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter. That is the I mean, least that's a, that's a bonus for us on the, but... on the job application. <laughs> like, can you coach? Can you can you get the most out of people? Does that what he does? Is that what he's doing? As a member of the media, uh, I would rather somebody able to coach than talk to us. Okay, there you go. And so, no team in recent Oilers vintage has prevented goals like this team has under him. Yeah. And you know what? It's quite predictable with how they're playing. Like, if you had... What, the moment he mentioned Rob Dom and his wife, that's who he thought of. If you had seen his teams play in Erie and maybe occasionally watched his teams play in Hartford or even, say, Cooney, you knew exactly how they were going to play. Okay? Believe it or not, Zone defense with middle zone transition once worked for a bunch of schlubs named the Mugslingers. Even they could play it for a couple games until they got bored and didn't win. Is this your men's league team from the mid-2000s? Early 2000s. (laughs) But you kept on losing. I said, well, if you want to win, I can tell you how how you got to play, but this is what you got to do. And... They're up 6-1 in the second period. Five goals off transition. <laughs> With a, and, and, I mean, t- we're talking embarrassed. Like, you know, none of these guys were any good. Myself. and I'm just saying it works. And it seems like it's working. All right, so coaching, we're giving them an A. What about management? Well, I'm going to give it a management of B. Uh, I mean, management made the coaching change. Um, 
management got Corey Perry, but I still think now we got to see what happens. So it's almost a B slash TBD. Because (laughs) to me, management gets an A for the fact that they didn't panic and spend all of the trade capital trying to fix the goaltending solution when the goaltending ended up fixing itself because the team started playing better. So that patience level, as much as it drives some fans crazy, I think was really important. There's another thing that we have to think about. Look, you guys know I love Linholm and I wanted Linholm, but I didn't realistically think the orders were going to get him. Everybody lost their you-know-what when Ottawa went and got Chikrin and the orders didn't get Chikrin. Ken Holland had not made a substantial trade deadline day deal in 15 years. And then he went out and got Ekholm, the right guy with term left. If they get another guy that can punch in a hole with term, not a guy who's a rental, but with term, even if it costs them maybe even two number ones, are we having a different... And, and it's a guy that... like They've added Hyman and Kane up front... Since they played Winnipeg, they've added Ekholm on defense and developed Bouchard. They've got a goalie coming. It's hard. You know, you could be the harshest Ken, uh, Ken Holland critic out there, but at the end of the day, the team keeps getting better every year. I'm going to give them, I'll give them a B, only because I want to see what they what they do here. I'm a, I'm a bit like, you, you know what? But you bring a valid point. They didn't overreact and trade away the farm to address the goal. And right now, that appears to be the right decision. Reed, what do you have coming up on Inside Sports? Luol Ugoak, Harry Ainley grad, Great Cup champion, just signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's the pronunciation on the name? Luol Ugoak. Oh. L-W-A-L-U-G-U-A-K. No, and his play? brother was in the NCAA basketball tournament. Uh, what was the Loyola? Loyola Marymount? Uh, or it Chicago that went to the Final Four yeah. surprisingly a couple years ago. Right. With, he was uh, on that team. They had that grandmother that was uh, the, the old... It was three or four years ago. Anyway, okay. uh, uh, Pierre, aren't there two Loyolas? Isn't there? A, there's Marymount. That was the one that was it. Hank Gathers died. Yeah, died, and then the, the one guy on the shot court. left-handed. Yeah, yeah. Free throws in his honor. Yeah. Uh, was Andrew, that Paul Westfall? Was that his name? Or Westfall was the coach? Was he there? Yeah, because they were a run and gun offense, yeah. right? Yep. And uh, Andrew Pierre's on. He's calling this last Oil Kings game tomorrow. And Aiden De La Gorgendiere from the Golden Bears hockey team. Well done. Well, we'll see. I got to ask him how to say his name. <laughs> Don't worry, I mispronounced it's it. It like, sounds like a 17th century duke. All I'm going to say is I went, I went for, I went on a recruiting uh, lunch with him, and the Bears ended up getting him. You were recruiting him for the Bears? I went on for lunch with him with Ian Herbert's back in the, uh, before he went pro to start the year. Stayed in contact with him the whole time. He has a chance to play the next level. He can really move the puck.